Good morning. It is November 20th, a cold, bright morning in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Argentines went to the polls yesterday and elected Javier Millet as president, breathing new life into the global political movement of far-right freaks with terrible hair. The mutton-chopped and brillo-topped president-to-be has pledged to make the U.S. dollar the national currency. He identifies as a strong ideological libertarian, albeit the kind of libertarian whose conception of liberty involves rejecting the right to abortion and variously denying and forgiving the mass murder by the country's ruling junta of the 70s and 80s of tens of thousands of political opponents. Besides that, though, he's big for free expression. Also, he's the kind of pro-lifer who wants guns to be more widely available. And he ran on the message that the election was going to be rigged against him, right up until he won, at which point he said the election went fine. Best of luck to Argentina on its experiment with the power of voting for change. The lead story on the front of the Times is Gaza again, the 31 surviving premature babies in what the subheadline describes as the death zone that is Al-Shifa Hospital, were evacuated to southern Gaza, to Al-Halal Emirati Maternity Hospital, which, the Times reported, posted a video of its neonatal intensive care unit on Saturday, in which an unnamed doctor warned that the hospital would run out of fuel by Monday. Whichever babies don't die there, the Times reports, will then be brought to Egypt for treatment, though the timing was unclear. Meanwhile, the Israeli forces that seized Al-Shifa supplied journalists with a drone video of a tunnel underneath the hospital, which is, again, in a city famously full of tunnels, leading to what the IDF called a blast-proof door, behind which it remained impossible to say whether or not there could be found a Spectre-style supervillain command base, as promised when the hospital was targeted. Israel also released video, purportedly from October 7th, showing Hamas members in the hospital, accompanied by hostages, which Israeli military officials, the Times says, called strong evidence that Hamas used the hospital area as part of its military operations. Alternatively, it could be evidence that the hospital, viewed as a hospital, was where Hamas brought wounded hostages for treatment. Anyway, the bombing will continue while we sort it all out. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter died at the age of 96 in her palatial compound on Martha's Vineyard. Oh, no, wait, sorry. She died down in Plains, Georgia. The lifelong home of the last people ever to have made it out of the White House with even an approximate chance at maintaining any sort of connection to normal human life. Jimmy Carter, her co-architect of the only non-embarrassing post-presidency in living American memory, remains alive in hospice care at the age of 99. And this morning, Microsoft hired Sam Altman, who was fired on Friday as the head of OpenAI, in an absolutely incomprehensible clash with the company's nonprofit board, possibly over how seriously to take the threat of artificial intelligence as a potential civilization-annihilating force. Amid all the lunacy and back and forth, and what now appears to be Microsoft's effort to poach as much of the company as possible, it's bracing to remember that four days ago, this very same profoundly dysfunctional set of people were in line to attract a round of funding that would have set the value of this now-imploding company at $80 billion. Like they always say, invest in the fundamentals. That is the news. Apologies for the iffiness in the voice quality today, if it's audible. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we'll talk again tomorrow.